Welcome to the Mind of Enigma. I'm your host, Mr. Enigma. Today, I have a special guest joining me to, on today's podcast segment. Her name is Wantiara Thomas, my girlfriend. Wantiara, say hey to the people. Hello, everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, today, uh, we went and seen a play called Eclipsed. Uh, it was a very good play. We also met the ambassador of Liberia. Uh, that was amazing. We took a picture. It's on my Facebook page. I'll be soon posting it to the Mind of Enigma page on Facebook. And I will be talking about this on YouTube. However, the play focused on... Oh, no, wait. I got to say who written the play. Uh, the play was by Danea, Danea Goria. Well, if you've seen Black Panther, she was the general of the Dormelage. She written this play. Back in 2016. Back in 2016, yes. And the play. Oh, yeah, I keep trying to jump. Uh, <laughs> who's the director of this play? Let me see. The play, though it was written by Denai um, from Black Panther, it was re- it was directed um, for making audiences at the Douglas tonight by, um, I believe her name was Miss. What is her name? No. It was a little R. Where is it? Okay, there it is. By Rhonda Wilson. I knew it was R. By Rhonda Wilson. She was the director of this particular play that they brought in making Georgia. But the original playwright was by, like I said, Danani. And it was a Broadway back in March 2016. <laughs> the play focused on uh, 2003 Liberia, Bowman, Boma County. A L U R D Rebel Army Camp, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord Rebel Army Camp at the time. And it focused on, it didn't center around the men, it focused on the women of the camp that were in, I guess, imprisoned there, not really imprisoned. They were taken as wives. They were, like I said, they were women of, I guess I say prisoners of war. They're, yeah, clash, I, I guess I can say that. I mean, you know, um, it focused more on the women. It did not focus on the men. The men were more of shadow figures. So the stage play, like I said, focused on four women or well, five. Four women were of uh, supposed to be wives. One woman was a the uh, no yeah. Four women were wives. The fifth, I'm sorry, it's the fifth the woman. She has the fifth woman in the play was looking for her daughter. Yeah, she was actually uh, of, of higher status than the other four because yeah. she actually dealt with like the, the librarian government. Yeah, I'm not sure of the name. She said it twice in the play, but I can't yeah. remember. It's long, but it's some kind of women's um, women's camp. It helps get women from those those um, camps out of those situations into. Um, resources that'll help them better their lives, like put them in school or help them run a business, yeah. things like that. We have a play deal, but the name's not on. I don't. I can't. Yeah, see her name, name. Her name's right there. The one that, but they don't have like what she did. Yeah. That, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I kind of. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Her name was Bernadette. Yeah, her Bernadette Hopper. Bernadette. Bernadette Hopper. Yeah. It don't say what we she talked did. to her, but I just can't remember how to pronounce her name. Yeah, but she was so sweet and very 
open and passionate about what she was talking about. She yes. talked about like doing plays that were statements, you know, not just to be doing it, but she wanted to do plays that stood out and that would make conversation and bring awareness to things such as um, the eclipse. Play. <laughs> I like it though. I, what you think about the play though, babe? We're gonna go with our thoughts about the play, but what you thought about the play, babe? Well, of course, as a woman, I had a, a instant connection. Okay. Um, you know, after the show, I had more connection with it. Like I had a more empathetic connection with it, I should say. Because, like, even though I understood what was going on, mm-hmm. but I, empath- I empathized with how the four women, because they were all raped by when they were wived or, yeah, wived by the one commander or whatever. So you had the fourth wife, the first wife, second, third, and fourth wife. Okay. And they all had different personalities and, you know, they were uh, they were all had different mindsets. And they, but they were all stuck in the same way. And you know what I got from that is like, no matter what point in your life you're at as a woman, there's always something to learn from that point. It just all depends on when you learn it, and everybody goes through it differently. What about the fifth woman, Rita, who was looking for her daughter? How can you relate to her? Well, she, I, I think I, as a mother. Hmm. As a mother, you know, as a mother, as far as her losing her kid, yeah, yeah. like I, I, yeah. Empath- I, I very Empathize feel that, yeah. for that because I have two kids or whatever, and mm-hmm. if I had to leave with them, and then we got like she got taken away from her her daughter, which she was looking for within the camps of the four wives, which she did not find, but you know I empathize with her because. Any mother, no matter what situation you're in, you're going to always want to make sure your child is okay. Mm -hmm. And she used her status to try to find her child, even though at the end of the day, her status didn't matter. It didn't matter how much she knew or how high up she was in the Liberia government, which she was. But it didn't matter at the end because she didn't find her. She didn't find her daughter. It didn't matter that she was of higher status of the other ones. Yeah, well, she wasn't even a status. She just had a noble, like no, she she was higher, higher than them sta- because yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. stuck in. She wasn't stuck in, in the slavery camp. Yeah, in the camps like yeah. she would, like she was they a were prisoner of war. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, a trophy wife as they as I thought they were. Yeah, they she she was on the opposite end trying to get in to help them. Yeah. But in the process of trying to help others, she was looking for her child. Yeah. She was a mother longing for her child. Yeah. And that's why she connected with those women because she was like, y'all don't... Well, she connected with the one the one young lady, um, Candace. Mm-hmm. She played my man. And she was the... Um, ex, well, she was one of the wife that left and got enlisted into the army yeah. where the, she became a soldier. Mm-hmm. And she... The um the higher status rank lady, she wanted to she cross paths with Miami, the soldier, and asked her, "You don't want to know who your mom and dad is? Like you out here killing, like the soldiers, they would kill women, children, but mainly the men is what they killed. But 
she came in contact with her and was like, you don't want to find her, your mother. You don't know what, you don't want to know who your dad is. Like, you don't want to know your, what is your real name? Like they kept asking everybody what are their real names throughout the whole thing. And that also resonated too, because it's like they tried to disconnect from their mothers because of the men that were in Liberia taking over them. But really they could just free themselves if they just, you know, get out of what they were in. Mm-hmm. And eventually they all did because they all said their real names, the ones that their mothers gave them. And like I said, even though the soldier was broken and brainwashed to kill and not have feelings towards the end, she felt something because she realized, even though I'm a soldier and I'm doing this to help these young ladies, but I'm kind of not, I do want to know who my mother is. I, I do mm-hmm. want to know my real name. Mm-hmm. So the connection with mothers and the whole thing sets with me because you, no matter what life you're in, you're going to want to know who your mother is. And the mother is always going to want to protect their child and always going to look and try to find their child, whether they can help it or not. They're going to find a way like Rita did in the movie, like she did in the play. Okay. Her name is Nina, Nina Smith. Yeah, Nyan. I can't Nyan, pronounce it. Nyan. Nyan Smith. Uh, I was talking with Nyan Smith. I talked with everyone of the play and I asked, yeah, well, we, the yeah, we actors of the play. Everybody. Yeah, we got to talk to everybody <laughs> and I asked them all the same question. Well, Nyan came when I was talking to uh, Hel- uh, the Constance Fields, Constance Fields, who played Helen. Um, she, I asked them, what kind of mental block do you think they're at? Like, not like, like just like, not a mental illness or like, they all had what was called Stockholm Syndrome. And it was, it was very, I seen it. It's like they were trapped. Like they could go and come as they pleased, but they were like abused. That's what Stockholm Syndrome is, being abused, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you're stuck. You don't know where to go. You know, you can go, but you're too scared to speak out, you know, like and leave and going on. Cause A lot of Disney yeah. movies have that in it too. Yeah, I, I just noticed that too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and I was like, it's like a prison, like a mental prison, like a prison, and put it like this: a prison in the United States is one big facility. However, you're housed in your own individual cell, so it changes you mentally. You get what I'm saying? And uh, I took that from each and every one of the characters, especially towards the end, where the first wife she knew who uh, Helen. The first wife knew she wanted to leave. She could go. Now she found her purpose more towards the end. Uh, the second wife, um, I think her name is Betsy. The second wife, Betsy. Uh, Betsy. The third one. The who was pregnant. Yeah, the one that was pregnant was the oh. third wife. She was the second wife. Okay, the sorry. The second wife. Uh, the soldier, Mina. Mima. Mima. Candace Ellen, Elena. What? Yeah, her real name is Candace Ellen Crump. Candace Ellen Crump. Elaine Crump. Elaine Crump. Mima. Mima. Whatever. Her character name was Maima. Maima. Her character name. I'm, I'm so tired. Uh, character name Maima. She was the soldier, and she continued to fight even though the war was over. She continued to fight. Now the third wife, Bessie, had the was pregnant and had a child, and she was like the young naive, and she was like, "Well, I don't know what I'm going to do, so I'm going to stay with." They called him Lord, the rebel leader, Lord or CEO. Or so they she stayed with him. However, uh, this her? 
Naima Smith said she was stuck at a crossroads where she didn't know if she wanted her own freedom emphasized by at the end she was holding a book and the gun, gun, which emphasized would she still fight for her rebel leader Um, Lord like it was all brainwashed they were all brainwashed and mentally well except for Helen the first wife uh, was like she knew she found her purpose after all those years of being with him. You know, she finally came to the conclusion. Okay. I'm going to stay on my own. I'm going to leave. However, the others were like brainwashed and they didn't know rightfully where they wanted to go with their lives. You know, and it signified a thing that happens not only in a foreign country, a third world country, but also home to me. Um, I liked the storyline. I liked everything about it. It's a harsh reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that women across the all across the world deal with, no matter what culture or race they are. But it's a story that can not just touch from an African side, of, you know, not just here in the U.S., but it's across the board. And um, I think these names that they went by in the play, they weren't real names. They weren't real names of people who were lost. But they were real characters. Yeah, they were real characters. They were real characters, but they're not the real names of yeah. of women or women who went uh, went missing because of the war. Uh, it's sad. Uh, I can tell you that it's a, it's sad. But you see throughout the play what's happening, and you can tell like mentally. I I could tell because I guess I always look forward. That's what interests me. You know. It interests me about the mind is like I could see how their mind was mm-hmm, like yeah. l- like it was it was uh, being changed because mm-hmm. of their surroundings. So they yeah. adapted to their surroundings. Like the soldier, she fought for her freedom even though she was scared. She fought and she realized, well, if I could kill them and make them respect me, then I'm going to do it. Yeah, Understandable, even though it, even though it wasn't effective. Yeah, just, because she was on the wrong side of it. Yeah, and it obviously, obviously filled, sealed her faith in the end. If I'm still going to fight because this is what I know. Nobody's, no man is going to do this to me. You know, Helen, the first wife, knew if I be good, be humble, and I stay loyal, then I'm going to do this. But in the end, she chose to go another way. You know, she chose to change her life for the best. Um, Bessie, who played the third wife, who was pregnant, uh, realized that. She was like a young, a lot of young millennials, I say. Mm-hmm. She played the role of a like a young millennial. Also, Nina, Nina Smith played a young millennial. Um, with Bessie being, however, with Bessie being pregnant, she did what a lot of young millennials, millennials do: lean on the guy and go with him. You know, it's like they go back to him because they don't feel like they can go back to their parents. However, you can, you know, you got your people there there for you. Now, Naomi Smith, in the story who played Girl, um, her, her, like, in the end, okay, as the story went on, she joined the army to fight for the Lord. She killed, but that wasn't in her heart because she broke down a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And she did a lot of things to make her second-guess herself and as her faith, I guess, was tested. Yeah, like, I think she was trying to figure out what her place in Liberia society would be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can see where she, um, when she first got there, she kind of, like, just went along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. But then, 
soon as outside mm -hmm. resources came available because she didn't have it, but mm -hmm. because of the second wife, she had other things to like think about. Yes. And then she was like, well, this sounds good. It's kind of like the grass is, t is greener type deal. Mm -hmm. So she, even though they told her not to, mm -hmm. she still went on it, enlisted into the army. Yeah. And it came to be that she really didn't want to be there, but she kept doing it. It was just like Every time she was in another situation, she was loyal to the situation, mm -hmm. even when she felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because she didn't want to be a soldier. Mm -mm. She didn't like it. She didn't want to kill. She was trying to help because mm -hmm. the girl kind of fed her half the story. Yeah, the, and the and she ended up having to do stuff she didn't want to do, just like being in a wife. She didn't yes. want to have sex with the Ooh, main person. Yeah. With the with their husband or whatever, mm -hmm. but she had to because he picked her every time. But yeah, the girl who she's mentioned, who she meant my girl was uh the second wife, the soldier. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I guess across the board, what's the? I guess we're gonna close it now. But uh, what's one thing you take from this whole story across the board? If you could take the one, like what's the? I guess story. What's the main? What's the one thing? Not. What's the one thing out of this whole story that you can take that probably you can take with you day to day life and it could be across the board for all women, but mostly women of color who could that need you know Well like, for what's me, the one message one message. That's what I mean. For one me message. it was the spectrum of women. On top of that, it kinda for me at the end when Miss Bernadette Harper Answer the question from the audience because they did a Q&A at the end. One of the questions, I can't remember what the question was, but her answer to the question, it really made me think. And it made me think about my purpose as a woman in general. Mm -hmm. The thing that she said is, when it comes down to it, all wars were started by men. Mm -hmm. Every time a woman was in power, it was like they were cleaning up the mess. Mm -hmm. And I think she gave an example. Liberia had a woman leader before the one that they have currently. And these are like true facts. The one that they have now is a man, but the one before that was a woman. Which we met. No, that was the ambassador. Oh, I'm talking sorry. about the leader. Oh, yeah. The leader was a woman before the one that they have now. Uh, and man. what she said following that was... We have to clean it up, but at the end of the day, our job is never done. Because whether we go to work, come home, whether we're president or a CEO or running a convenience store, we still have to go home, clean the house, cook the food, make sure the kids are fed, make sure the kids are clothed, make sure the husband, you know, is pleased. Things like that still our job is never done, even in our sleep. And that resonated with me because no matter what walk of life a woman is going from, whether she's naive or learning or already there, well-seasoned, it doesn't matter, or mm -hmm. high-status, rich. At the end of the day, as a mother and as a woman, what you have to come back to is the family. The men don't really have to do that. They're not, they're, they're just not wired that way. And that's what she was kind of pin out like how the play centered around only women even though you heard talk, them talk and mention men there were not there was not a single male actor on that stage even though we knew that they were there but the perspectives came from solely all women and her answer just resonated that whole 
the whole play. Like women, our job is never done. And that's just what I took from it because it is so true. That's true. <clears throat> that's true. The one thing I took from it, uh, don't let a mental roadblock define you. To me, you know, like, don't let your mind become the prison. Even though you're, you may feel like you're physically in prison, you know, you're trapped by one decision. Don't let that mental block be a handicap, you know. That's that's what I took from it. You know, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's kind of weird because, I, like, when we were even talking to Miss Bernadette at mm-hmm. the end, like, aside from the audience, yeah. like, I could tell... Even though you asked her the question, it was like we had a connection. Like she kind of looked at me more. It's like we had a connection because it's like even though she's telling you her answer, she's answering you, but she knows you cannot ever, you won't ever understand what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? I won't. Because you're a man, and that's okay. That's okay. I like that she was still answering the question though. She answered the question, but but she she knew you weren't going to understand every bit of the details. That's true. And that is another thing that I was looking at. Like I noticed it. Like Uh even though this play is going on, it's still Mm -hmm. some of that stuff going to go over all the men that are in this play ahead. It wasn't even that many people there. It wasn't. It was a lot of older people. But all the men are not going to understand what just happened. That's true. Y'all understand the mental what they went through. Y'all see what they went through. Y'all understand the mindset. You understand the physical and mental, emotional, spiritual changes that went on. But when it came down to the woman doing what she had to do, going from this job, coming to find her child, cooking, cleaning, that'll never be understood from a male perspective. Uh, yeah. And that's another reason why they do these plays like this. Especially, I think the nanny likes to do a lot of female casts. Mm-hmm. Uh. Else. Oh. So yeah, I'm all for it. I like uh to be I can't I yeah, you I can relate to it. Yeah, as can. emotionally mental uh I can only see the physical and also mm-hmm. it all it, you we already see what war does what war does across the board, family like husbands, children, fathers. They're yeah, taking it away the whole family yeah. dynamics. Yeah, and like she said, but at wars, the end of the day, the mother has to still keep the family, no matter what. Mm-hmm. She can go out and be a soldier and still come back, feed her kids. The man got to be a soldier. That's it. We still have a job that's got to be done. Yeah. I liked it. All in all, I would recommend going to see the play, man. Go see it. If you're able to see it, it's eclipsed. Yeah, um, it's very, yeah. very good. It was a stage play. I like, I like more stage plays. That one setting they had, it was good. It was real good, man. I liked it. I, I, I mean, but when I think because I think it is, I, I like it. To me, I like it because of the actors. Yeah, I love yeah. stuff like this. I can. I don't need multiple changes and settings. Yeah, yeah. If it's that one setting and they able to act on it and do what they, they did, they did a hell of a job. And like how they switched the lighting to detect. To yeah. let us know that they were outside. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had one side of the stage had sticks on it. Mm-hmm. The other side of the stage had the pots and pans. Like, you knew that even though we was on one stage, you knew how yeah. to separate the scenes in your yeah. own mind. Yeah. And even though it was so good. It was just really good. What's the other? I mean, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this. I, I mean, I do <laughs> want to talk about this, but I'm not going to hold everybody up. And I'm not going to hold myself up. This is midnight. Uh, I got to go to work in the morning in a couple of hours. I'm done.
<laughs> oh, but check out one Tierra's uh, Royal Elon Performing Arts Center. Center? Did yes. I say it right? Cause I keep yes, saying dance you studio. Did. <laughs> and, uh, also, yeah, come check out Royal Elon PAC.com. Um, yeah, and stay tuned. You'll hear more from me later in the future podcast. Yeah, because she has a play coming up this year, her second annual dance it's where theater meets dance. Yes. No words, just dance. No words, just dance. It's gonna this year's theme is Mulan. Last year was Princess and the Frog. I was uh, happy to attend that. I had to help out anyway. I was backstage. It was Princess and the Frog was last year, this year's Mulan. What you think about? Well, first we gotta get this year. We'll let you know about tickets if you wanna come be a part of the play. Check reach, out or just reach out. Yes, or just mm-hmm. reach out. Contact her. What's the website again? What's the, what can they contact you? Facebook, Royal Lawn Performing Arts Center. That's R-O-Y-A-L-E-L-A-N Performing Arts Center. And it's RoyalElonPack.com. Also, uh, YouTube page? Oh, yes. YouTube, same, same thing. Oh, no, same we thing. have a YouTube page. It's mm-hmm. same thing, Royal Elon Performing Arts Center. Same thing. You can just type it in. It'll come up. And go check out my YouTube page, Mr. Enigma.com. Of course, check it out. <laughs> I need to do the main more. factor. I don't know. I got like four videos. I don't care. I'm still trying to add on. I'm still learning. I'm still learning about more editing. I did not know edit takes so much time. Yeah. Damn, but one you video. You got it. You have five videos. Yeah, like, one video. So yeah, but the one video I'm trying to edit now, that, that shit takes so long. Oh, oh it's, like, it's my podcast. Nobody cares. Like, <laughs> it's my podcast. It's my podcast. I, can't oh, I ain't yeah. licensed by nobody. I, can't, I ain't going to get fired. It's your podcast, Yeah, dude. I ain't going to get fired. You're doing what you love. <laughs> and I hope the people see the passion, y'all. Just keep connected to his page. What he talks about is awesome, different, and unique. Just stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you. Good night.